Dispatches, a production of Blurb Inc., is an in-depth look at those living artistic lives. Each episode will feature photographs and audio interviews with narrative pioneers who have taken creativity and publishing in their own hands. From artists to authors, photographers to philosophers, Dispatches will reveal the faces and foundations of those who lead the creative way. Hello, everyone. This is Dan with Blurb. I'm in Sydney, Australia today with someone I met 18 months ago at a Blurb presentation here in the city. I'm with uh, designer photographer Chloe Ferris. Chloe, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Um, I have a multitude of questions for you. They're kind of all over the map. But the first one is, I found your website is really interesting to me. It, I came away from the website like, wow, this is kind of an enigma. Like, who is this person? What's, uh, what's the, first of all, what is the website? And why being a designer and a photographer does it look the way that it does? Well, uh, I think it's not that I've designed it that way. It's rather than uh, I haven't actually designed a website yet. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so there may be one coming. I like to make other things, but uh, websites haven't been something that's really got me interested. So the one stay thing, tuned. The one thing that's escaped you, which is interesting because um, you. when did you get out of school? I finished school in 2006. And... Right in the middle of obviously everybody was firmly entrenched in the online the online world, and so you know when you're in school most of the time at least in the states they the first thing they tell you is you got to have this website that does a b and c and yet your website's a little more sort of nebulous and um and how does that work for you uh, well, I guess i didn't I know that I've sort of in the generation that's grown up with yeah everyone can have a website, you can make a website, and it's something I think I explored for fun but uh Actually, growing up in my house, my parents never had the internet, so it wasn't on a huge priority for me. But now I think that is still people saying you need to have a website for willing to find you. But I've actually found work through word of mouth mm-hmm. rather than um, website. So I think the website uh, can be a great tool for portfolios and saying, hey, look, if you want to see my work, there it is, rather than uh, just putting everything that you've got out there. And so you grew, you grew up in a house without internet. Yeah. And how was that? Um, I think it was great. Uh, I think my parents were a bit unsure. So they thought, well, we can access the internet at work. If you need to um, need anything, we can print it out for you. So I think it was really good in the fact that, well, if you needed to do some research, you actually got a book out or mum would bring a book home and that's how you'd find information. And what did your friends think? Uh, I think I was... Uh, okay, mainly. It wasn't um, too weird. I think my sister found it a bit harder because she's younger. So okay. she had someone at school ask her if she was Amish because she didn't have the internet. Oh, that's classic. That's great. <laughs> and so you studied, tell me where you went to school and what you studied. Uh, oh, so I finished high school in 2006. Since then, I went to Raffles College in North Sydney and I studied um, a Bachelor of Arts in Visual Communication majoring in photography. Wow, so that's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Um, I've got it down pat now. Uh, after that, I started to work there, uh, just in the studio looking after things. Then I also started to teach there. And while I was teaching, I started a Bachelor of Design in Graphic Design, just for fun. Uh, and just for fun. Just for fun. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I guess I could finish the whole degree. <laughs> so I did. So you studied photography and design. Yeah. And obviously that wasn't your original plan. It was something that came along in the process. Is that correct or did you all along? Um, well, actually, when I left school, I went to uh, COFA in Sydney and 
went into a Bachelor of Design just thinking, oh, I don't really know what I want to do. I know I want to be creative, so I guess I should just do a Bachelor of Design. And though when I got there, I didn't like it, but... And now that you're out of school and you're in the working world and you're doing your thing, is does one take precedent over the other, the photography over design or vice versa? I think I've just got to the point where there's good synergy. Uh, I think up until a year ago, I still would have been saying I'm a photographer first, but in graduating from a Bachelor of Graphic Design, someone said, oh yeah, I'd hire you. And I suddenly realized, oh wait, I could actually be a graphic designer. But that hadn't crossed my mind while actually studying. That's interesting. So you, I met you 18 months ago. I did a blurb presentation in Sydney. You were like two, three rows back in the audience and you were asking really good questions. And whenever I do these presentations, there's always a few people in the crowd that ask questions that in the back of my head, I say, okay, this person is got, has got their act together. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're doing, but you can just tell. And once we came in contact and you, within, it seemed to me like 48 hours later, you had sent me an email and said, oh, by the way, these are three 300 page books that I've done that are all conceptual and they all fit together. I was like, holy cow. And then you produced more and more and more. You produce a tremendous amount of work. Has this always been your thing or is this something that's developed as of late? I think my mother would describe me as prolific. I don't think there's any other word. Uh, if I had more time and more money, I, there'd be endless books. You wouldn't be able to move in my house. There'd be so many. I've got many ideas waiting for time and place to come out. And uh, do you ever have uh, like slow times or is it like Gary, Gary Trin was somebody I just interviewed and yesterday he pulled out his iPhone and started scrolling through page after page and he said, these are story ideas and book ideas. And I pulled out my phone and I said, oh, I keep it in this program and it's the same thing. Is that something that you've got just this never ending list of upcoming work? Yeah, definitely. But mine's not in my phone. Mine's in paper um, on the bookshelf somewhere. Paper snob. <laughs> And, um, and are, what percentage of what you're doing now is, is for hire commercial work versus Chloe's work? Uh, I've taken a step back from uh, commercial photography work I was doing to focus on my study, uh, to just try and get uh, my dissertation finished. Uh, but I think I have decided, uh, although I left Kofa because I thought it was too arty, that my ideal career would be an artist where you just do it for yourself and for no one else. Oh, wow. That, and that's that, that's the goal that you want to have now? Yeah, still not. I don't think I'm in the art world or I want to be in the art world, but I'm happy just to create for me rather than photographing or designing something because someone else has said that's what you've got to do. So I can't pitch you on a magazine idea or anything? It depends how much freedom you give me. Oh, okay. No, total freedom. <laughs> Uh, let's go back uh, uh, and speak about something you just mentioned, which is books. And I've got, I think, four of your books on my coffee table at home, the 3 by 300 and the Boom book. Um, how, what are these books, how do they play in your career? I'm not sure. I guess for me it was just sitting at home. I've thought of an idea and I've just made it happen. I haven't really, didn't really take them any further than that. I guess, though... In making them, people started to go, oh, wow, that's different. And it got a good good response, but I haven't, haven't sort of focused on um, using them as a tool to go any further yet. So you have, obviously, you have design skills, you have photography skills, and you have a lot of ways of getting your work into the world. What is it about a book that, that resonates with you? That's a tough question. I think it's... 
I think it's because it's something I've grown up with. Um, my mother is a teacher librarian. Um, her mother was a teacher librarian. Mm. Um, there's always been a love of books in our house and there's always been a love of paper and creating. And while I think my mum likes books for the content, I really like books for the physical object. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think sometime, at some point in high school I decided that it wasn't worth spending money on CDs or DVDs because that was going to change, technology was going to mm-hmm. die. But um, I realised oh, if I was going to spend money, I may as well spend it on books, and so I did. And so books like your 3 by 300 series or the Boom Book, those were done strictly for your own enjoyment and accomplishment, not to say, look at me, I'm a book designer. Yeah, no, 3 by 300 as you said, yeah, it was really less than 48-hour project. I think um, it was much, much less... Um, 48-hour turnaround, but I think it ended up just being a few hours uh, sitting in front of the computer doing it. So the um, books always work out in my head rather than uh, sitting in front of screen. So photographers are notoriously bad at editing their own work. Do you find it difficult to design your own work? Well, apparently not because you're, you're cranking stuff out. Is there any, do you ever sort of take your work and show it to other people and say, look, am I on the right path here? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm fairly autonomous. Maybe I probably should, but I think I'm pretty good decision maker. Most things are black and white. Yes, I like it or no, I don't. So that makes designing a book easy. And you've done some things with your blur books that I've never seen anyone else do. Boom was a book designed to be cut up. Yeah. And the you've also printed on the outside of these books. I don't know if you want to divulge how you did that, but... When, I, when people see those see your books in my house, they say the same thing every time. They go, wow, if I could do something like this with Blurb, I would love to use the program. And I'm like, those are Blurb books. It's like Chloe just worked her magic. What is that stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It was actually for an assignment for Masters of Design and uh, it was a subject that was all about creativity. And uh, you, had to create the, you had to create a book inspired by a designer. So I picked designer book designer Irma Boom Uh, and I guess I just had some of her books have edge printing and she always uses the edges of the pages to create something but I think I just had a feeling that oh actually I think this would work with blurb if I just put the picture on the page surface next to the edge and when it was cut something would appear I was was all experimentation I didn't know how it would turn out but apparently blurb offers edge printing now uh, apparently, but I, apparently you're the only one that's ever figured it out. I've literally never seen anyone else in the world do it. And I always, I've, hold, I've held those books aloft a million times and said, this is an example of how the creative peop- the creative world should be using the platform. It's like, I think th- that's a very pioneering book in my mind. Uh, what's the, what's your next publication? What do you, what do you got going on? Well, for a while, I thought maybe the next one would be instead of just printing an image on the edge of a page to print a whole photograph. Um, But I sat down to do it and went, I already know how to do that. So it's kind of easy. It was just a bit time consuming. So I have to think of a, for that project, I have to think of a deeper concept. But I also have many collections I'd like to photograph and incorporate into books. And I have um, a few other plans to continue to explore, I guess, digital technology themes and abstractions that could come out of that. So the next question I have is partly based on your age. You're, you're young, you're, you're into the creative world, you're working in multiple disciplines. 
when when I was in school, there was a failure was very much something that people spoke about and experienced. Last night I was with uh, Remo at his book launch and he was being interviewed on stage and the the person doing the interview said, tell us about like some of your most spectacular failures. And he spoke about his, losing his store, the general store and going, going bankrupt, but then ultimately what came from that. Um, how do you view failure, experimentation? I know that you're a big fan of experimentation, but does failure, is that something you think about? Do you embrace it? Or is it something that, that you kind of shy from? Um, I'm not sure if I like the word failure. I think uh, when you're experimenting, anything can go wrong, anything can happen. So just because it doesn't work, it doesn't mean it's a failure. I think you learn from any mistake that you make in design or photography or just life in general. So I actually... One of my favourite things at the moment is um, the concept, Japanese concept of wabi-sabi, um, embracing the imperfections. So I think that's something that might be, may or may not be obvious in my work because I don't consider myself a perfectionist. So if I'm not high, holding myself to a high standard, then it doesn't matter if it's a bit rough around the edges. Okay. What, um, I know that you're, you haven't been out of school that long. But if you were to, if you were approached by someone starting out today and said, you know, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be a photographer. I want to be a designer. Any, what would you, would you have any piece of advice for, for anyone looking to go into the fields that you're in? Yeah, I think this advice though could apply for anyone. It's just do what you love. If you don't love to do it, don't do it. Um, if you want to make a living, do what you love, then just do it. You might not be the richest person in the world, but you'll be happier. Um, I think my parents always encouraged whatever passion, whatever, however crazy it was, um, driving me wherever I needed to be. But um, in that, I'm really lucky that my parents didn't go, oh, you're going to study design? Um, don't you think you should get a real job? Uh, so I know other people that have maybe become accountants or scientists because they felt they had to. Yeah, I remember the day my father told me he wanted me to be an investment banker. And uh, I had no idea what that was, but clearly his, uh, his dreams were shattered. Uh, what about influences? I, who are some of the people that you look to for inspiration today? That's also a tough one. Um, I think I look for inspiration everywhere. I've got, there are uh, photographers I admire and books I love. I think it's really looking at my bookshelf for inspiration because uh, I think most of the crazy ideas, I have no idea where they come from. <laughs> it's just, you just, they come to you out in the world. It's It's just somewhere in my head and it, it sits in there for a while and eventually turns into something. Okay, so the last question, it might, might take you a second. Um, if you had, there were no restrictions, any assignment you wanted to do, dream assignment, anywhere, anything, any medium, what would it be? It would be traveling the world forever and making books about it. That's it? Yeah. Awesome. And uh, what's next for you? Um, what's next? Well, I've probably got to finish the backlog of projects I've got from uh, traveling uh, quite a lot over the past few years. Um, so though I won't get that done until I get my Peru, um, South America trip out of the way. So you can't finish the backlog of trips before <laughs> you plan the next trip? No. Well, the next uh, future trip and opportunities to travel take priority than um, over the books sitting on my shelf waiting to be done. So 
I don't know. I'll get to them eventually. So you're in collection mode basically all the time. And yeah. then and then finalizing all this takes is secondary to the collection. Yeah, so I've probably my uh photographs might be backlogged to 2011, which isn't too bad. That's a problem. <laughs> so I'd rather I'd rather be out shooting and keeping on making new things than um I guess working on something old, but I know one day when I don't have the means to be traveling around or I've got something else that keeps me stuck at home, then I will be uh, working on those books. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with this. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. It's I love your work. love what you're doing. Everybody at Blurb loves your work and loves seeing these books come through. So, so keep it up and thank you very much. You're welcome. I'll try and keep everyone on their toes.